Hello and welcome to The Trials, the system playtest actual play podcast from the RPG Academy. I am Michael, and this is The Trial of Cold Steel Wardens. Cold Steel Wardens is a superhero RPG that was written by A.P. Klauski, who is a local designer here near Cincinnati, Ohio. I met A.P. or Andy at the CincyCon convention earlier this year when I demoed his game, and I really liked it. So I asked him to come onto the show and give it a run for a trial, and he graciously agreed. And that is what you are listening to now. So the game Cold Steel Wardens, again, is a superhero RPG. It tries to emulate the Iron Age of comics, which is generally a little bit lower powered than what you may be used to with the sudden influx of crazy uh, superhero movies. It has a very Watchmen sort of feel to it, at least I think so. Uh, For this game, we have myself playing Sawbones, who is a police recruit washout turned EMT and private detective who got his abilities to phase during a car accident that killed his partner. He's a bit of a burnout and doesn't really trust the police force that much. You have uh, your favorite co-host and mine, the Caleb G, playing Kadia, who is an ex-gang member. Uh, He is uh, the Hawkeye of the group or the arrow of the group that he doesn't actually have any superpowers, but uh, he is very, very good at fighting. We also have Rowit from GamersPlane.com, who is joining us. He is part of our network, and he is playing Ambush, who is a college student slash wannabe model who has the ability to teleport. And then finally, we had friend of the show and patron, Jason, who is playing Camshaft, who is a high-level scientist with a cybernetic arm. Now, in the first episode, we did a rules discussion and rules overview And then we got into the game and we finished that episode right as we had been hired via Craigslist by a lady named Roz, who worked for a company called Sensodyne that indicated that some of their data had been stolen. And she agreed to get us into the building to begin our investigations. And that is where we pick up this episode. So here is the trial of Cold Steel Wardens, episode number two. Uh, she key cards open the open the back door there and uh, leaves a brick in the door so that you know uh, you guys can get in. After about the after about five minutes, you figure all right, all's gone to plan, and you head in. So during that five minutes, though, uh, mm-hmm. let's take advantage of that downtime. Sure, uh, sure. The four of us will have a quick conversation about what Absolutely. our plan of attack is going to be as we walk into the building. I'm gone. I, I went ahead and I'm I'm in the building. <laughs> <sighs> Son of a bitch. He always does that, doesn't he? All right. Brash, so bones is brash. If we want to split down the two lanes, it might be best considering the time restraints. It's a good point, Ambush. Camshaft, you're a doctor, right? Yes. Okay. So, uh, well, the guy that disappeared is a doctor too, but he's the other kind of doctor. What do you think is going to be the most important? Proctologist. You're gone. Shut up. <laughs> no, I'm the smart kind of doctor. <laughs> oh, okay. You're a doctor, doctor. Uh, he... I think the computers are key here. Uh, I'd like to head down to that computer lab and see what we can get from the server logs. Why don't I head with them, as I, uh, I tend to be pretty good with uh, looking through computers. Okay, so if you two are going to go down to the computer lab, uh, I will go over to the... I totally forget what the other place was, Andy. I'm sorry. What was it? Uh, you have a couple different options. Uh, if you go down the east hallway, east hallway is the gene lab itself, uh, with at the far end of the east hallway is the apiary. In the middle, there are staff lockers, showers, cubbies, basically where they store all their stuff, where they change into clean suits, that sort of thing. It, on the west side, you have, uh, you have the computer workstations, where they're doing all the number crunching and the like. Okay, so the camshaft and ambush are going east. Okay, sure thing. I'm going to go west, because if Roz thinks this was an inside job, I'm going to poke around 
the lockers and the staging areas, maybe I can find something that sticks out as a clue for who might have been involved from a worker, if it's there. Sure thing. I'm going to start, though, with Sawbones, who has just d- decided to roam on in on his own. As you do. As you do. So I would uh, basically phase through the wall and uh, yep. try to stick to the shadows and just basically use my ability to bypass the security, phase into the floor wall if there's a security guard, and make my way up. I, I do want to check out the lockers. That's probably where I'm going and then I'll just use my power to phase my face into the, each locker and look inside them without having to open them. Okay, sure thing. Go ahead, give me investigation, and unless I'm wrong, you have some stuff that helps with investigation, because that's kind of your thing. Would this be analyzing a crime scene? It sure would, because that's what you're doing. Then, yes. An investigation is tied to awareness, which I'm decent at. And you also have in and out, which uh, which it will take you half the normal time to do this. And you'll be covering your tracks as you go. So, Seven hits. Okay, as you're looking through your Pokemon, most of this stuff, it's, it's generally just kind of personal effects. You know, uh, there are two locker rooms, men's and uh, men's and women's, both with showers. Uh, they're all pretty deserted. The men's, room, men's locker room smells like a men's locker room. Uh, most of the lockers are locked. As you're looking at them, they have you know different locks, some padlocks, some combination locks, uh, as if people were not necessarily assi- assigned specific locks. Most of them are locked. They are all also labeled with staff names. All right, so as I'm just kind of like basically sticking my face into them, I'll have my cell phone with me to provide light, and I'll just kind of, without having to open them, look through them for anything unusual or anything that would cause me to want to investigate further. Uh, you're not really finding anything unusual, but go ahead and give me a uh, go ahead and give me a notice uh, test. One. One total. Yep. Wow. Okay. Uh, you don't find anything. <laughs> I, I forget to phase, and my head stuck inside a locker lock. One of those <laughs> monkey paw things. <laughs> 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 All right, then. Well, while Sawbones is stuck in a locker, uh, let's switch. Uh, let's switch. We had, was it Ambush and Camshaft heading down the east wing? Yeah, I was going to say that actually gives uh, Katie a plenty of time to catch up there. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> All right, so heading down the east, uh, the east wing. Uh, go ahead and give me notice, please. And for the note, because I can teleport other people, if we spot a security guard or something coming around, I'm just going to instantly try to bamf us behind him. <laughs> sure thing. I'm assuming this is like hand-on-the-shoulder kind of Nightcrawler style. Exactly. Nice. You got it. That sounds fun. I can't wait. <laughs> so notice... Uh, both you and Camshaft can roll this. Keen hearing and pick out detail apply? Oh, absolutely keen hearing. Not so much detail, but keen hearing. Okay, let's, uh, let's try that then. I don't like this die. Rolled low last time. Eight. Okay. And I got a seven. All right. So in both your cases, you can hear, as you're entering the this gene lab, you, there's like a low drone, like a, like a background humming. At first you think it's the fluorescent lights, but it's too, it's too low of a resonance for that. It's just this, la- this kind of low droning buzz. Would I recognize the kind of machine that would make that sort of noise? Uh, scientific. Eight. As you're looking around at the different labels for, you know, the room, it occurs to you, apiary, bees. I thought apiary was on the other side of the building. You guys went east, yes? No, we went, uh, I think, we went to the side with the computer terminals. That was... Yeah, that's yeah, that definitely was the west side. Yeah, we Workstations went... are on the west. Yeah, so the two of us went west, and the two of them went east. Well, nerds. <laughs> we're, going to, we're, we'll take we're going to switch sides for the time being. We can do a second second take. Just start over as if they went west. So, uh, were there any entrances or exits? Did we walk right into this area you're describing? Well, from the outside door. From the outside door, you uh, you come in. You can see the the whole shower changing area. So, you guys heading west, open into this large area. It looks like there's sort of. Um, Terminal workstations uh, set up not quite in cubes, but um, 
sort of close to it. It's, it's meant to be kind of a collegial uh, workspace where people are, you know, crunching the numbers, so to speak, then. Are there any, you know, exit stairways to the rest of the building, or how would, you know, how would one get to the surveillance area or wherever Roz went to? It doesn't look like there are any access points from this side, unfortunately, that might be available on the east side. Okay, well, I'm going to drop my surveillance drone off as we go in here to watch the door to the outside and make sure nobody's coming in. Okay, sure thing. Good idea. Hey, Pebbles, uh, watch our back. <laughs> Are there right. windows outside? Um, there are a couple windows here. Uh, it looks like they're, they're tinted, so you'd be able to see out but not see in. Sure. So, uh, and it's not exactly a very stunning view. It looks out onto the parking lot. That's okay. I can still teleport through glass. This is true. Okay, so camshaft. Should we split up, see if we can find anything on particular computers? or? Yeah, I'll take this one. You take the one to the right, and let's see what we can find. Okay. Well, if you guys are working together, what I'm going to ask you for is go ahead give me a group research role. Now, the way this works is which of the two of you has the better rating in research? Three. Four. So you? So, so you're going to be the leader for this camshaft. In this case, your partner is going to give you one of two benefits. Uh, you can either take half of their dice in research. So in this case, three rounds up to two extra bonus dice on top of your research roll. Or you can use their intellect instead of your own. But given the fact that you have a pretty rockin' intellect, you probably want to use your own. Yeah, I have a sixth intellect, so I'll take the two extra dice. Okay, so you're looking at six plus any specialties that you have. Um, I do have databases. I feel like that might help here. That's what you're in. Uh, so nine total. Nine total? Okay. Um, so, you know, this uh, because of the way that this investigation is structured, there are, no, there are a number of pieces of information that you can get. Uh, nine gets you some of that information, not all of it. You might want to take some dice from the Vigilance Pool. You guys have 15 dice right now, so plenty of dice. You're welcome. Yeah, that's only a great idea. We can probably afford three without too much trouble. And get this back down to the starting number. Yeah. I'm hearing three dice. Sound good to everyone? Yeah, I'll sure agree thing. to three. So that takes you down to 12. Let's roll those three. And I get two hits. All right. Uh, you are one away from a total success. I can give you all the information I have in that you could possibly get with research with one more success. What do you guys think? Press our the, luck. The GM's tempting us. We know this can't go bad in any way. Of course not. Eh, go for it. What's Another the worst two? that could happen? So now here's the question. Since we're drawing out of this pool, can we continue to draw until basically people disagree, or is there a limit to how many times you can pull out of the pool? You can draw until someone says no, or there are no dice left. Well, why don't we just do one at a time? And you can do that, yeah. You can pull one, 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 as yeah. far as you like. Let's do that. Does anyone okay. object to one more? Do it. All right, dice Ooh, god. Down to 11 dice in the pool, and that brings you to 12, which is which is what you need. Alrighty. So a couple things you're finding out, and Camshaft, you and Ambush are going back and forth as you're finding pieces of information and adjusting your search very quickly as you're as you're moving through this. You've managed to get into their uh, to to their local uh, intranet and accessing uh, at first the non-secured personnel files, which includes the clock in clock out with all the employee names listed. But you're able to get into the secure personnel files, including their list of duties. As you're there, you're kind of narrowing down, okay, who's been here at this time? Who's been in this part of the lab to steal this? Who, who would have access to this thing? Who would know what this is to take it? You also note that several, uh, several files from a secure server have been downloaded, copied to a flash drive recently. You're finding that linked to an account with an account of a J. Edlund. First initial J, uh, last name Edland. Uh, as you're kind of finding out a little bit more about Mr. Edland here, uh, you find that he actually just recently submitted his two-week notice, uh, claimed to have found other, other gainful employment. And you're also noting, going back to the clock-in, clock-out files, that Edland keyed into the building at several times where few, if any, staff was on duty. He definitely had the opportunity to steal those items, 
And it also notes that those downloaded files uh, that were linked to his account were linked to a server in Minnesota belonging to a Syngenta Seeds Incorporated. And that's all I can, that's pretty much all the information you'll be able to get out of research so far. Can we use uh, either that research role or something other to find if there's a corporate directory that might list where this guy's desk would um, be? From what you're seeing so far, most of the stuff here uh, looks like there's, um, it looks like communal workstations. So it's not like anyone has a particular desk. He might have a locker over in the, uh, over in the showers. Sawbones might have bypassed that entirely earlier. Very likely. <laughs> So we have a name. Uh, let's go see if we can't uh, hook up with the other guys, see if they know anything. Yeah, that worked. Well, let's switch over to Kadia, who is over on the east side. I am on whatever side I said I was going to with the intention of finding the lockers. Well, the lockers are right in the middle. That's where so. I'm going. Okay, sure thing. You head in, and Sawbones is mucking about with the, the lockers in the men's room. You look in, you kind of wonder what he's doing there. Taking a smoke break. Got a menthol, no filter. <laughs> that time it smells you got here. even worse. Is that really a good thing to be doing when we're trying to be stealthy here, Doc? I'll blow smoke in his face. <laughs> we'll toss a dice. <sighs> All right. Let me, uh, I'm just going to shake my head and walk away. I'm going to start doing my own investigation poking around the lockers themselves, mm -hmm. seeing if... I mean, I know I don't have anything to go on right now, but I, I want to see if just based on my knowledge of criminal activity, anything might jump out at me saying, oh, this is kind of suspicious. All right, uh, go ahead, give investigation. Uh, would my find valuables apply at all? Mm, that's what you're looking for, in effect, so sure. Okay. So that's going to give me eight dice. This is off of awareness. Total of ten. Okay. As you're looking around, first, uh, you know, aside from a couple lockers that you're able to open, <laughs> some doof left his watch here. You're not finding a whole lot. It seems like uh, most of them are, are pretty empty. It's like this is where they go to stow their clothes while they, you know, change into a clean suit or the like. As, you're, as you walk through the shower area you notice there's a lot of, like, yellow dust everywhere. Like on the um, floor, on the walls? On the floor, on the walls, even the ceiling. I'm going to assume that my costume, I'm wearing gloves, right? Sure, you're wearing gloves. Okay. So I'm going to... It's it's coating everything. So as I'm walking, I'm leaving boot prints in it? Uh, yeah. Hmm. So as I walk into the shower... I'm, sh I'm, I'm probably going to take a couple steps into it, then mm -hmm. I realize I'm leaving tracks. So I'm going to stop immediately mm -hmm. and, and back out. Okay, and, sure thing. And, uh, and crouch down and run my fingers through some of the dust and carefully look at it. It looks like pollen. Hey, Doc, come here. I'll sigh exasperatedly, but then I'll come over. <laughs> Still smoking. Of course. Take a look at this shit. What do you think it is? Looks like pollen. Thank you for your expert medical opinion. Didn't didn't the lady say there were some bees up here? It's probably something to do with the bees. I thought bees take pollen. Why would they be leaving it around? Well, that's kind of how it works, right? Bee lands on a flower, gets the pollen on its underside, then it flies to another flower. Don't they teach you guys anything in school these days? <laughs> No, I, I skipped the class that was how bees pollinate a fucking shower, Saul. Yeah, that must have been the day you went to Chain Fighting 101. Yeah, that was a really great class. I learned how to kick nerds' asses. <laughs> I'll blow right. smoke in his face again. <laughs> Character action gets dice. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so... As you guys head out of the showers then, and as... Ambush and uh, Camshafter, you're kind of wrapping up your research. Uh, go ahead, give me a stealth test, just everyone at the table. Uh, would move silently assist me here? Yes, anything like move silently or hide or the like. I got a five. Oh my. I've got a seven. Okay. An 11 over here? Uh, I'll also have an 11. 
All right. Well, you two, no problems there. Camshaft had the uh, had the five there. Yes. Can Ooh. I do something to assist in situations like this? Like bamf me somewhere? Yeah. <laughs> Inside of a locker. Nerd. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I tell you what, uh, Ambush, go ahead and give me an, a, um, an agility test. Ah, uh, so you're we're just, doing straight stat. Yeah, uh, and just hits on dice. So okay. I think your agility is six. It is. Six. All right, then. Uh, you're a boss. Um, you notice, you know, Camshaft is getting up from the computer terminal, has her leg wrapped around, you know, some cord that's under the, that's under the workstation, Immediately, you bamf over, grab her, bamf to an empty part of the room before she falls and takes the computer terminal with her. <laughs> uh, Gotta be careful there. Camshaft is now kind of like half laying on the floor like, what the heck just happened? Oh, thank you for saving me. Promise I'm not hitting on you, Doc. Are you sure? Let's see how the night goes. Does it smell like wet farts when you bamf like Nightcrawler does? Well... I also keep wondering, does it actually make a bamf sound? <laughs> <laughs> That's not very stealthy. No, was, stealthy if it keeps going bamf. Like, I, just, I just killed four of my sta- uh, stealth die right there. Uh, that would actually be a power drawback that your, your, uh, that your um, teleport makes noise. <laughs> so Nightcrawler got free points that way. <laughs> All right, so, so far no detection, but it's definitely been at least 20 minutes. It's probably verging on that half an hour, and you have an entire section of the lab that you guys haven't explored yet. All right, so we'll take a quick second and compare notes. Okay. Which we don't have a whole lot, but they do. Mm-hmm. If they give us the name, we can check the lockers for that name specifically, and then we'll could. M- mention the pollen in the bathroom. Yes, so we'll mention uh, Jay Edlund as a locker to check out. And in the meantime, we can go check out the apiary, see if there's anything there specific, especially pollen there seems a little off. Sure thing. All right, so I'm getting Sawbones and anyone else heading back into the locker room, and or just Sawbones? I'm already gone. I'll go back to the locker room. Okay. And then Team Science heading over to the gene lab. Science! <laughs> All righty. Heading back into the locker room, Sawbones and Kadia, as you're now that you know what to look for, uh, you do in fact find a locker labeled J. Edland. There is no lock on that locker. I will open it. Okay. Uh, opens. There is nothing in it at all. Like no personal effects, no change of clothes, nothing. Is there any locker around it that doesn't appear to be claimed? Like there's no name tag on it or anything. No, the two the two to either side are both claimed uh, Robert Smith and, you know, James Robertson. I think he's already skedaddled. Looks a little... Uh, it's notably suspicious because there is nothing in it. Like, all the other lockers that you've looked in so far have general personal effects. They might not have much, but there's... It's notable that it's... There's nothing there. And that there's no lock on it. Switching over to Team Science, as you guys head into the um, head into the gene lab, go ahead, give me notice. I assume keen hearing applies this time. Yes. <laughs> well, yes, it does. Seven. I also got a seven. Okay. The <laughs> uh, as you're as you're listening, there sound there seems to be a very a low drone through the background here. Did not see that coming. It's almost as if we've been here before. As you look up, you think apiary, bees. Can I roll... uh, So I have a specialty of biology. Can I roll something like scientific to see if it sounds like this is a normal-ish bee? Or is the noise loud enough that I'm concerned? You could... uh, I can tell you right now, you don't have to roll. It sounds like a lot of bees but you wouldn't be able to necessarily tell what type of bee based on the sound. But I'm not uh, thinking that, like one giant mutant bee. Uh, that said, if, you, uh, if you'd like, you could do scientific uh, to do some investigating in this area, and there might be some information about said bees in this area. Scientific it is. And again, you can make this a group roll since you are there with uh, Camshaft. 
These bees are from Boston. <laughs> they sound... their, their accent is just very strange. Yeah. Their buzzing is just slightly twanged. Uh, <laughs> Camshaft, what is your scientific? Mine is eight, and my intellect is six. Yeah, just because I have, I, I'll just point out that you know buzzing sounds are uh, are bees. That that'll you can you can get two <laughs> dice from me. Nice. <laughs> bees. <laughs> Thirteen. Okay. Wow. All right. Uh, same sort of situation as before. You are actually two away from a total success, which is a ton of information. Uh, as it is, you have all but one piece of it. I say we use it. We again. are back to fifteen die. Yeah. Yep. One die. We can just do one for one till we get there if we have to. Yeah. Ooh, no. I got a one on the dice. <laughs> oh no! Okay, no, no. Two die. <laughs> so two more. Sounds good. Two more. Okay. Down to twelve. <laughs> Well, now we need one more. There. Okay. So you're back where you started. <laughs> one more die. There, there we, we go. go. Hey. All right. So four dice later, as you guys, as the two of you are going through this area, you're looking at their research. You're pulling different samples. You know, looking, uh, looking in the drawers where where Roz noted that uh, different bits have gone missing. It seems like most of their research centers on different species of bees, uh, particularly the American honeybee, Apis serrana indica. Uh, there are genetic samples all over the lab, which include genetic sequencers, centrifuges, other equipment that uh, camshaft you're familiar with, ambush you might have used in college at some point. American honeybees, however, are not the only ones present. In fact, there are a lot of numerous hardier species uh, that are present, uh, particularly the Japanese giant hornet, Vespa mandarina japonica, and a newly discovered Thai wasp species called Ampulex dementor, and the African killer bee, Apis mellifera. The thing about those, they're not just hardy, they're pretty dangerous, actually. Uh, the Japanese giant hornet is as big as a man's hand. And they're particularly aggressive. Uh, 30 of these will destroy an entire colony of 30,000 honeybees in about an hour. Uh, the, the, quote, soul-sucking Dementor wasp actually lays its eggs in, its, in the prey's body and turns it into something kind of like a zombie for a while uh, before the larvae burst out in a swarm of fully grown bees. And the African killer bee, no introduction needed there. This sort of research is not just super sketchy and weird. It's patently illegal. Uh, it's in violation of numerous anti-invasive species laws. And beyond that, uh, the concepts that they're outlining in this genetic, you know, in here, it looks like they're basically trying to map the, the traits of these hardier species onto the American honeybee. But the way that they're going about this genetic research, it could map that those traits onto pretty much any genetic blank slate, uh, not just something in the same genus or species. What that might mean, that could be bad. I would like to take a second and speak uh, as the voice for all of our listeners and ask what the holy fuck are you thinking of when you wrote this campaign setting? Because that is terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> Yeah, earlier Michael pointed out zombies, and I was thinking, like, half-rotten giant bees. This is actually worse than even the concept of a zombie bee. Uh, I will share with you guys at the end of the scenario the name of this scenario, because this is actually based on uh, one Marvel Comics and one DC Comics storyline that I've kind of mashed together into a wonderful little amalgam. Yeah, if no one's ever looked up the picture of uh, some of these mentioned bees... If you can stomach it, do. Otherwise, really, really don't. Please don't. <laughs> oh, well, now I just have to fucking look that up, don't I? <laughs> well, so as you're, as you're contemplating the ethical quandary of this, um, of this mess, uh, the intercom pops on. Hey, I'm not sure if there's anyone still in the lab, but uh, Jim from security and I are ordering a pizza. Give me a call if you want anything on it. It's definitely Roz's voice. I think that's our cue, boys. Let's boogie, folks. Are there windows to the parking lot from where we are? Uh, from the gene lab, no, there are not. How about from the locker room that we passed by? Uh, from the locker room, you could just like skip out the front, the the back door where you guys came in. Okay, we're that close. Okay. 
Yeah, it's literally you walk in that door and oh, there's the locker room area. All right. Well then, let's uh, let's get our way out of here. Okay. I'll go the other way just to be contrary, but I'll just <laughs> I'll just phase through the wall. Rip right through. No problems there. As we so, walk out, I'll uh, grab pebbles and put them back in my arm. Sure thing. Not a problem there. Before I walk out, I'll at least make a half-assed attempt to brush my boot prints out of the pollen. Okay. Uh, even though I can't, I can't really cover them up, so it looks like no one was there. I'll at least brush them off and try to knock the dust off my boots, so I'm not leaving tracks. Sure thing. Alrighty, so making your way back outside, uh, you are, I'm assuming, kind of clustered around Sawbones' uh, uh, EMT van there. Ambulance, that's what I'm looking for. It probably takes me longer to get there, because I actually went the long way around, but, you know, that's just my nature, so. Of course. They're already there, and then I catch up to them. Not a problem. Uh, Where are we heading? Well, okay, so let's real quick make a list of what evidence we have at this point. So we know what was stolen. We have an idea of who did it. We have some idea of why, or at least a possible reasoning. Well, the why could be two things. Are they a whistleblower, or are they trying to use it for their own evil plans? Well, he, he did say he was looking for a job, uh, either looking or got a job at Sergenta Seeds, so this might be a case of corporate espionage. Ooh, that's true. Now, careful here. It wasn't that he got a job at Syngenta Seeds. You found Syngenta Seeds linked to the project that Cytosine's working on. Oh, I misunderstood you. Yeah. Uh, but, but, you, but you are correct in stating that uh, Jay Edlund definitely left for some better employment. Uh, it still could be corporate espionage, but it seems less likely now that, you know, this is where my holographic memory came into play. I knew all of that right from the beginning. Of course. <laughs> well, maybe we should check out Sergenta Seeds. We need more information at this point. We don't have anything. Well, maybe we should check out Jay's place. Might not be a bad choice. Um, it would take you a little bit of time to, to find some information on Syngenta. Um, there, uh, you are standing in a parking lot. That would take some research. You might want to find a computer somewhere. I have one. Hold on. My oh, that's true. I'm already driving to Jay's place. Wait. Is our car already leaving without any sort of uh, if, decision? If he gets in the car, I will get in the car as well, just because uh, it seems like at this point, maybe we should be sticking together. The question arises, do you know where Jay Edlund lives? I'm sure one of us has the internet. Yeah, so I think we all know his him well enough to know when he pops in that car. If we're going with him, we better get in right away. Okay. And so, I'll take out my palm top computer and look up Jay Edelman and see if I can figure out where he lives. All right, Jay Edelman. All right, so go ahead and uh, research there. Since I have uh, internet, can I boost him here? Internet research as a specialty. Uh, that wouldn't help, but if you're trying to like look over his shoulder and say, no, no, click on that one, uh, you could assist by adding half your dice in research. Okay. Two dice. All right. No, dude, you spelled Google wrong. It's two O's. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that would be an eight. Okay. Um, unfortunately, you're not finding an address for him. You are finding a. You are finding uh, like his LinkedIn page, uh, and it appears the first name is Jeffrey Edlund. Jeffrey. Um, and he's obviously a horrible nerd because he uses LinkedIn. Jesus. Yeah. I mean. <laughs> Yeah, I I definitely don't use that site all the time. I'm gonna I'm gonna go back in the corner. <laughs> all right. So would one of you guys maybe have like a criminal contact? We could see if somebody knows Jeffrey or a police contact. I was actually gonna say, based on uh, we still have eleven dice. If people wouldn't object, and just to kind of make use of this feature, what would it cost? Since uh, I'm, I, since I've been trying to establish myself as a friend of police and law enforcement. How many dice would it cost me to have uh, like contact with a detective who's not really like necessarily friendly with me, but at least appreciates what I try to do for the city, and so okay. might be willing to help me out? So normally, what uh, you can replicate this in the game with there's a there's a mastery that's actually called friend on the force, 
that gives you an NPC controlled by the GM who is someone who is always friendly, the Commissioner Gordon to your Batman, so to speak. Sure. But uh, this is the sort of thing that you can always negotiate with, uh, with Vigilance dice. I would say in this case, something like four dice, I would say, would get you, uh, would get you a, at least someone who could do some digging for you. Now, as I have no point of uh, comparison, it's hard for me to say if four dice is a fair deal in being struck or not. <laughs> well, you've got 11 in the pot, and you were up to 15 prior to the um, uh, prior to using some there. So, well, that, and that's I, before, I imagine like you're. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Before we commit to that, I, I do think that's a great idea, uh, but I'm curious: would any of my skills of street contacts and criminal background be useful? Well, because if I could try to make a roll before we blow a resource, that might be better. While they figure this out, I'm going to stop for some cigarettes. <laughs> uh, you pull in the speedway off to the side. You know, step out. I'm going to I'm going to fill up my tank while I'm smoking. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's probably at this point one in the morning, so you uh, so no one is bothering you at the at the quick stop. <laughs> Are are there any uh, kids hanging around the quick stop at one a.m.? Uh kids hanging around the quick stop. No, in fact, you guys are the only ones in the parking lot. Okay. Uh, even, uh, the clerk is pretty much the only one there. I am going to go in and ask the clerk okay. if he has had any trouble with gangbangers and drug dealers. Now, here's the thing. Are you are you all four still in costume, I guess is the question. <laughs> I, Sawbone, am. Sawbone. I am absolutely in costume. So Kadia at least, is still in costume. Who else? Yeah, de- definitely still in costume. Okay. All definitely. right. Um, I'm seeing pretty much everyone here. So Kadia, you walk in... And the clerk um, looks over at you, and as you as you go to, and he immediately raises his hands because he sees you know a mask over your face. He sees you know a big bike chain wrapped around your wrapped around your waist. I don't want any trouble. Just take it here. Whoa. He he, he kind of gestures like he's about to you know push open the cash register. No 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 no. Slow down, friend. Slow down. I'm not here to take anything. I'm here to make sure this part of the city is safe. Uh, the name's Kadia, and I wanted to make sure that you have not been having any trouble with uh, gangbangers and drug dealers in this neck of the woods. Go ahead, give me persuasion, because oh, good, this, guy's, I'm... this guy's pretty freaked out. Um, okay, so I'm going to try to fast talk again, because that's... Sure. Can I... This might be a stretch, but I have gang reputation as a specialty. Oh, boy. Does, does using my name and being in costume count as any sort of reputation given now, my... The, uh, you actually have the skill reputation, uh, which you could use in this case, which actually oh. would give you an extra die. Yeah, I want to do that. And given the fact, yeah, your gang affiliation, you're, you know, uh, you are known particularly for fighting against gangers and the like... I would absolutely say that that would apply. Uh, in fact, uh, that's under your gang affiliation uh, mastery. So, yeah, so that gives you, instead of two dice, that brings you up to eight. <laughs> actually, scratch that, nine. Because you have the gang reputation specialty as well. No, I think it's still eight, because reputation... Oh, because yeah, I'm using fast talk, too. Yep. So, good move. Should... Good move. I don't know why I'm, I'm doubting you as, as the one who made this game. I'm just trying <laughs> to understand the numbers. Uh, I have a 10 total. Good roll. All right. So as Sawbones is outside filling up, uh, the, the, the clerk kind of lowers his hands. He says, um, all right, uh, no, not, not so often. Uh, we got knocked off about nine months ago, but it's been quiet since then. He looks outside to see the three other masked vigilantes, you know, hovering around this, you know... <laughs> Uh, surplus ambulance says, I probably wouldn't hang around too long if I were you guys. Well, don't, don't worry, friend. We won't be here long. Uh, I just wanted to make sure you were safe and let you know that I am in the area. Yeah, uh, yeah, I'm good. And he kind of 
gestures off to the side where you can see there's a kind of slid between two of the cigarette cases. There's a there's a pump action shotgun that uh, he man. has kind of stowed away. Good man. I'm gonna give him. I want to give him a number to one of my burner phones and tell him that especially if he sees any if you see any of the bestardes, give me a call right away. I'm gonna also grab some cash out of my pocket and buy four yuhus and <laughs> and I'll buy a pack of smokes for sawbones. All right. Yuhus and yuhus and menthols it is and some extra dice into your pool uh, that brings you up to 15. Um as you make a friend at the at the quick stop, and I'll, I'll head back outside. All right, sure. I I, I right. will also toss Sawbones the menthol mm-hmm. and make a big show of drinking two Yahoos <laughs> instead of one. <laughs> I'm actually going to phase and let the cigarettes go through me and hit the van, or, and then thunk. <laughs> then I'll turn and pick them up because I was just like not sure what he was doing. <laughs> <laughs> it's reflexive at this point. Yeah. You just automatically... Someone throws something at me, I phase. Yep. So I'll actually look at him and just kind of... I won't say thank you, but he knows. Yeah. It's like, all right, this guy understands me. And then we'll get in the car and take off and hopefully they're inside of it. Okay. Well, now here's the question. Did we ever actually look up contacts? Because I feel like we kind of got... <laughs> that was your job! <laughs> Well, no, because uh, KDO was going to see if they ha- if uh, if he had any criminal contacts. Then I was going to spend dice. Oh, that's right. But I got I got distracted with role playing. Come on, yeah. bro. <laughs> like it, it's almost as if this game was about R, the R. The R is what does that stand for again? R- you, R- use your holographic memory. No, that's my character, not me. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, we okay, do have so one other option. Yeah, so. I, I actually like to think that we, we start to pull away in the ambulance and then you just, like, in character mention that, and I'm like, fuck! And I just slam the brakes on, and so we just stop, and I'm like, okay, <laughs> where, where are we going? Wait, I, I think Jason has, has a good idea as the voice of reason here. Well, I think Roz gave us her phone number, right? She probably knows uh, Jeffrey Edlund. We could ask her where to go if we don't think she's in on it. Well, she did hire us, so unless uh, she's particularly setting loose a bunch of uh, cannonballs, I guess we could call ourselves at this point. Yeah, as long as if she's not setting bees loose, I'll be okay with that. I don't want those to get out in the world. Okay, so uh, so who's calling Roz then? Why don't I do it as I have the ability called... Well, I, I have the specialty smooth, which I don't know if it will necessarily help... But it may. <laughs> Schmooze might be more useful, like in a party or social type setting, rather than on the phone. I know, but if I'm trying to be all friendly and talk her up, fair enough. It could happen. So you ring Roz's number. She picks up. It's like, okay, did you find something? We have some information we're following up on, but we could uh, we could use some help from you specifically to see if we can move forward with this. Okay. Do you know a employee by the name of Jay Edlund? Jay Edlund. No. Any chance you could you could access HR records? I'm a geneticist. What do I have access to HR records for? Well, you seem to be snooping around a little more than your standard geneticist, but I thought we'd ask. No, it's not really in my pay grade. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll try to find information elsewhere. Thanks. Okay. All right, keep me posted. Well, looks like uh, Raz and uh, Raz didn't have anything useful for us. Okay, so going back to my original question, would mm-hmm. my criminal contacts pose any sort of possible source of information? Uh, it could be if if uh, Edland is um, associated with any sort of criminal activity. Uh, but I mean, again, to get the most benefit out of. Uh, out of your gang affiliation, you're getting the idea so far. He's probably not running the streets. He's probably not selling meth or pot or, or the like. <laughs> I mean, he's working at a genetics lab. Well, then I think we should go back to Rose's idea of setting up a a contact on the police force. And your RP did bring us back to 15. 
So uh, it's almost like I one. had a plan there, Ro. <laughs> All part of the plan. All right. Well then, Mr. GM, let's uh, we're negotiating four dice for a friend, or uh, at least a somewhat friendly contact on the police force. Okay, and that's with you, Ambush, who that's one of your goals. I think four sounds reasonable. So, good? Having no point of comparison? Yeah, sounds good to me. Sure. So, four dice. Um, ambush, you make uh, you make a call to uh, William Donahoe, one of the NCP, uh, NCPD officers that you've worked with before. You helped him on a case previously, so he owes you one. Uh, he says he's willing to willing to look into it, try to get you an address, but probably going to take about a day. So tomorrow night he'd be able to get it to you. Do I know his rank? Police sergeant. Sergeant Donahoe, uh, if you can do anything to help us out with the, to speed that up, I may be able to lend you some tips on some other illegal activities that, if the PD acted on, might uh, might do well for your career. Um, go ahead, give me persuasion and see if you can speed him up. I have I have no useful specialties here. Unfortunately, modeling doesn't help over the phone. Not particularly, no. Uh, still a solid nine. Okay. Wait, um, isn't she FaceTiming this guy? She's totally <laughs> FaceTiming, right? Because, because Donahoe's wife would totally appreciate that. <laughs> Who is Aren't this woman in the, in the cat suit uh, calling you in the middle of the night? Or is there something I need to know? Why is she doing blue steel? <laughs> At the very least, we can assume a Snapchat, right? <laughs> Swipe right. <laughs> all right, so he said, all right, uh, I can probably get it by noon. Uh, I guess that'll have to do. So... Uh, so you have some information incoming from them. Uh, it's probably around 2 a.m. Are we doing anything else this evening? Do we want to get some rest and then head fresh in the daylight? And maybe carry a spare of non-costume clothes as we explore the city? Well, I for one am, am not really going to hang out with you guys without my mask on. <laughs> I wasn't implying that, but at least something to not traumatize cashiers as we walk around gathering information. <laughs> well, if I remember correctly the rules of comic books, if I'm wearing sunglasses and a hat, no one will know who I am. <laughs> you need a trench coat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's really nothing more we can do at this point, so we'll have to wait for the information and then we'll have to uh, um, you also contact. have a couple. You also have a couple leads that I think you guys wanted to follow up on uh, you had mentioned previously. So... Well, you said that the uh, Syngenta was not local, right? Yeah, the uh, eidetic memory, you know, they are in. They're located in Minnesota, actually. And I'm imagining our city is not in Minnesota. No, it's no. It's located in Insert State here. <laughs> oh, so so it's it's located in Springfield. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it's it's right nearby. All right. So. What else? So we found this. We found Sergenta seeds. We found out about the bees. We found out about Edland. Trying to think, what other details are we missing? You had asked previously about about what is Syngenta and the like, which you'd need to do a little bit of research to uh, right. to find out. Also, if you wanted to find out any more information about these about these species or the like, you could you could do that as well. I don't think we need to be as a as a group to do some googling. So this is true too. I'll I'll give everybody. Uh, I I imagine that on the vigilante side, I'm using a untraceable or burnerish phone. That I'll give these guys a number two, and mm-hmm. when I hear from the sergeant in the morning, I'll give you guys a call. Okay. Or, or give me a call around. Uh, give me a call around twelve thirty, and we'll I'll let you know what the sergeant had for us. I'll give you my pager number. I will go over to Hangouts and make a group chat called uh, Vigilante Info and invite you all to it. I I know I came up with it, but I'm liking Cannonballs from earlier. I kind of feel like that's where we're going, too, because we're not exactly making much sense right now and just flying in random directions. Well, we are driving an ambulance. That makes me... um... Either Burt Reynolds or the other dude, right? Well, who was the other guy? <laughs> uh, Dom DeLuise. Mm. See, I, I just had in my head uh, 
which is which is horrible. Uh, Miley Cyrus. They came in like they came in like some cannonballs. Uh, awesome. So I'll drop the kids off at the local Denny's. I'll uh, take a puff of cigarette. I'll flip it at one of them, and then I'll drive away. Thanks for listening to the RPG Academy podcast, the flagship program of the RPG Academy Network. If you enjoy what we do here, then please check out therpgacademy.com and visit our site partners for additional entertainment and gaming advice. We do this out of love for the hobby and for you, our fans. The podcast and site content will always be free for you to enjoy and utilize. But we do have expenses related to the show. If you'd like to help out in any way, please visit patreon.com slash Academy and check out the rewards we are providing for your monthly pledges. We use all funds that come in to improve the show and give you better content and quality. And if you don't have the coin to spend, don't worry. You can still help us out in many ways. You can subscribe to our show on iTunes and or Stitcher Radio. You can leave us a five-star review. Also, if you clear your cookies and you visit Amazon or the DriveThruRPG site through our portal, we get a small percentage of what you pay, and it doesn't cost you anything extra. Just like any RPG, our site works best with open lines of communication. We love talking with our listeners about everything. Please contact us with any questions, concerns, and comments that you have. We also love to hear feedback and experiences from your own games. You can email us via podcast at therpgacademy.com and reach us on social media, such as Facebook and Google Plus at The RPG Academy. But Twitter is usually the fastest way to reach us. You can find my favorite co-host, The Caleb G, at The Caleb G. And you can find my favorite co-host, Michael, at The RPG Academy. Thanks for listening. And as always, if you're having fun, you're doing it right.